you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. On this episode, we find Ursa, uncover Duvall's plan, and have a showdown with Duvall at the palace. Welcome to episode 15 of Lightkeeper Protocol. Welcome to Lightkeeper Protocol, a podcast about our journey through Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West. I am Jarrett, but you can call me Ja, and I am here with Christina, also known as Pop-Tart. Hello. And I'd like to welcome any new listeners, as well as any returning listeners. Thanks again for taking the time to check out Lightkeeper Protocol. Hope you're enjoying the show. Hope you're enjoying the game. I mean, 15 episodes in, I would, I would imagine you're enjoying the game. It's a great game, uh, you know? Uh, but, you know, we'd love to hear what you have to say about the game, about the show. So feel free to join us in our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord, where we do have channels dedicated to Horizon Zero Dawn and Forbidden West. We have uh, spoiler channels, too. So if you like talking about, you know, stuff further ahead in the game, feel free to do so. But, yeah, come by. We'd love to have you there. So on our last episode, we did some, uh, I would say, some final cleanup on side quests in Meridian. Uh, and this is minus the stuff at the Hunter's Lodge. We will talk about the Hunter's Lodge in full in one episode. Uh, actually, the next episode. But you no, know, all any quests besides that, we did finish those up. Uh, we also began into the Borderlands. We did. We started that as well. We met Avad for the first time, and uh, yeah, he wants us to go and find Ursa. Aaron is excited to go find his sister, and we're supposed to be meeting him at Pitchcliff, and that is where we are starting our episode today with Aloy making it to Pitchcliff. Uh, I am actually really looking forward to talking about what I did on the way to Pitchcliff because there is a corrupted zone with two rock breakers, and it is fantastic. Christina is shaking her mm, head. No, mm, did not touch it. <laughs> will not. Will we'll see obviously by the end of the series if i decide to touch it but we were talking before the show and i'm like yeah i'm gonna do this and this and get all the corrupted zones except for that one i don't know if i want to do that one yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's gonna that's gonna be a good one but we won't be talking about that in this episode but soon uh, soonish <laughs> we will be talking about it but aloy does make it up the pitch cliff this is the first time well i mean obviously you could have gone up the pitch cliff at any time uh you could have you know, ventured around the map. This is one of those games where I think you, I feel like I, especially the first time I played it, I explored a lot. And, you know, before I had to go different places, you know, uh, by the time I got to the end of the game, it was all I had left was side quests. It's just the way the game is kind of put together. You know, they just chain those side quests together for you sometimes. So, you know, there's a good chance you might have already been up the pitch cliff, just didn't have anything to do yet. <laughs> so I might have passed it. I don't think I went up to it yet. Just like side quests take you like everywhere. But when you look at the map as a whole zoomed out, you're like, oh, it's not that big. But the big difference between this game and I don't, I don't want to like, you know, 
say Zelda or something, but like a game like Zelda, <laughs> is there so much to do in such small compact places where you'll feel like you're exploring for hours and it's like only a small circle of the map just because there's so much going on in one spot. Right. And no, I, I, I can definitely agree with that. So um, this is, you know, this is in the, the sunset. Well, actually, this is north of the sun steps. And in that area, I think that's when you find most of the Asaram, right? And, you know, this may be, if you haven't gone into that area, this will probably be your first time seeing an Asaram camp or yeah, a settlement. Um, but, I mean, I'm actually not a, a huge fan of the Asaram settlements, to be honest with you. The Asaram people seem cool. I don't <laughs> like the settlements. It's, it's ugly. It's ugly. Like, it's, it's uh, all the trees are cut down because Freeheap, another Asaram settlement in Karja territory, is the same thing. It's like, and the weird thing is, it's surrounded by desert, right? So it's like desert, but it's like nice looking desert. You know what I'm saying? You go on a hike and take pictures type of desert. <laughs> and then you get over the free heap and it's like, oh, this place looks like trash. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like it does not look good. It's like it's dark. It's smoky. It does not look nice. And that's the same thing. It looked in Pitchcliffe. And I think Pitchcliffe felt a little worse because you know, as you're getting closer to it, you see like the trees are chopped down. There's like smoke everywhere. It looks like very industrial, which makes a ton of sense for the Asaram because, you know, they're builders and they make machines and, you know, they think the world is a machine and this makes total sense for me. It's, it's a bit noisy, even though, I mean, technically speaking, you know, the uh, mother's heart was noisy, but that was people noisy. Right. Um, Meridian's noisy. That's people noisy. It, you go to Pitchcliffe, the first thing you see inside is this machine that's like hammering down on something. I'm sure it's some type of metal and it's just making that noise over and over again. It sounds like you're in a factory. So I'm actually not a fan of going into Asaram territories or camps, even though the Asaram people seem pretty cool. Cooler than the Karja because the Karja are uh, the jerks. Yeah, so I'll, I'll use that language for a clean podcast. Jerks. I was going <laughs> to say they're a bit annoying. They're stuck in their ways. That is true. That is, that is true. Uh, there is a, a glyph that you can read, which I think we're actually going to talk about next episode as well. That talks about the founding of Meridian, and you can kind of understand why they have like that mindset. So, uh, but yeah, so you, you do make it to Pitchcliffe, and shortly after you make it there, Aaron is, is you know finds his way there too, and they can't find Marad's investigators, so they go looking for him. So, of course, Aloy whips out the, uh, the focus, find some boot tracks, even though everybody here is walking around. But find this guy's boot tracks, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> they do, and they track him down, and he is dead. But before he died, he made a map of, with his own blood, and he wrote it on the ground. And Aaron, he says... Those kind of maps, you know you better follow. I'm like, not really. No. Like, um, no. <laughs> That's the why I'm not an adventurer. The dedication for this dude. Like, oh, I'm dying. Let me just write this map out right quick. <laughs> in my blood. Like, the time it probably took for him to write the map out in his blood, he probably could have crawled over or hobbled over to somebody else who didn't stab him. Right. And uh, got a little help, maybe. Right. <laughs> yeah. But no, this was yeah, priority. You know, <laughs> this is priority. It's like, nope, got to get this map out because it's lights out for me. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, so, yeah, but uh, the map, 
is Duvall is where Duvall's camp is. They don't just, they don't say that he's like, Hey, that might be where Duvall's camp is, but it's where Duvall's camp is. And so Aaron says he'll meet Aloy there. And the, you know, the, the camp is not far from Pitchcliffe. I understand why from a video game perspective. Absolutely. Not, not, you know, far from Pitchcliffe. I will say this, however, the fact that Duvall's camp is right on the outskirts of Osram territory tells me they didn't look very hard for this guy. No, not at all. They did did not look very hard for this guy. I mean, technically speaking, they could have actually taken, because the jewel is another area that we haven't really talked about. Actually, to be honest with you, the Sun Steeps is, a, is an area that I feel is underutilized in the game. So the Sun Steeps and also Valley Meat. Valley Meat is underutilized in the game. Uh, you know, even though you, do, you can go into Valley Meat early, but I don't think there's a single reason to actually go to Valley Meat besides just looking around. Do you, you, know, you know what I'm talking about when I say Valley Meat, right? It's the uh, area. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, I have to look at the map real quick. He keeps bringing up these locations, by the way, and he's like, yeah, this spot. And I'm like, oh, shoot, where's that map? Like every time. (laughs) (laughs) If it's not Meridian, I don't know where it is right now. (laughs) So Valley Meat. Okay, so when we were going from uh, the Sacred Land to Day Tower, we go basically, uh, you know, from Mother's Heart through Hunter's Gathering. And then you could just kind of walk straight in and there's Day Tower. Well, right. there's a mountain path you can take that will allow you to go north of that. And that whole area is Valley Meat. And actually, I'm pretty sure Valley Meat drops you on. If you're talking about on the on the Sacred Land side, it drops you off at Cauldron Sigma. So technically speaking, if you're at Cauldron Sigma and you just go east, that's Valley Meat. There's a whole area that that's where I told you that's the first place I saw a Thunderjaw this playthrough. And I just wasn't ready to fight it yet. Oh, I feel like I went halfway through there and then I didn't continue because I was not exploring when I did that cauldron at all. Um, (laughs) But I like explored in that area later and I was getting like iron flowers and metal flowers. I keep saying iron and I was like, I'll go that way later. I didn't know. I haven't gone down there at all. Uh, Okay, yeah. So like that area is underutilized. There's really no reason for you to go there to my knowledge. And most of the Sunsteeps, there's only one side quest that leads you into that area, if I remember correctly. And then you can get more side quests while you're there. So I feel like those areas are really underutilized. They could have taken Duval's camp and put it farther away from Osram territory just to flesh out the map a bit more. I was originally going to say the jewel, but I think the jewel is actually used fairly well. Because between the hunter, yeah. the hunter's lodge stuff, and then some of the other things that you find down there, it's used pretty well. But the sun sleeps just wasn't used all that much, in my opinion. So, yeah, I was going to uh, say the but, jewel is a good spot because of hiding opportunities. But I think you're right; it's so crowded. I just don't think that it would have been smart. And it's close to Meridian. Oh, I was Meridian. it's close to Meridian. So it doesn't make sense. But look how close he is to the claim. The claim is right. just north <laughs> of where his camp is. So, right. you know, I mean, he could have gone to the, to the long room, which is where the Banuk encampment is that you had, to, that you went to for, um, for where the machines were calm. He could have gone there because that's kind of underutilized as well. 
And the Banuke would have just left him alone. The Banuke don't want nothing to do with you. Like, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, so. But anyway, Duvall's camp right outside of the claim. And you get there and you see that some of the machines, Duvall has machines chained up. And Aaron says that Duvall's a tankerer. And it's kind of what Murad said as well, that, you know, he, he, he's a, a, he builds weapons and, you know, he's an engineer, essentially. And that he probably uses those machines for spare parts. And anyways, she suggests that she might be able to use them to make trouble. Now, I think me and Christina are on the same page here. We both thought that meant we can override those machines. Yep. Like off the jump. Uh, we will both be wrong in that case. Because as soon, like, the only thing you can do with those machines is free them. And when you free them, as long as you're not too close, they'll go and attack the uh, the Duvall's men. That's what they'll do. They'll go attack him as opposed to attacking you. So, yeah, that was a little disappointing. I mean, technically speaking, you can rope cast them. And then after you free them, you can rope cast them and then override them if you want to. That's so much work. It feels like a lot of work, especially because Duvall's camp is its kind of like a bandit camp with one entrance. And you have guys that sit up high and they look down and they can see what's is that person using a rope caster on those machines we have? We should shoot them <laughs> like that. You know, you'll alert the whole camp before that happens. So you can break the chains off. I will say there is. A, so even on PC, there is a bit of auto aim with the arrows or oh, not auto aim, but guidance, because. When I was trying to shoot the base of the chain to break it, my arrow kept curving and hitting the machine sometimes. Mm. That's what had, that happened a couple times. So I actually, th- th- that was a little annoying. So I definitely got the, there was a, a long legs there that I freed and it went directly in and, uh, and killed some of the, the men inside. I freed the Ravager, but the, it would have been fine if Aaron's men were not running forward. Because they were running forward when I freed the Ravager. The Ravager started to attack them and I had to, to fight back. Uh, and then after that, I took, you know, I took the Ravager's cannon and I just sprayed everybody else down. Like, you know, like that was the end of, of that. At least the first part of it. How did, like, did you have anything unique happen to you? Yeah, yeah I got destroyed. I <laughs> <laughs> thought I could override them. And I couldn't, so I got upset, and I just let them all go because I was like, "Oh, well, maybe they'll attack them in the camp." No, they they attacked they, like, attack, they attacked me because I I did the one in the camp too because I was like, "Well, maybe if I do this one closer." No, it attacked me, so I died, and I was like, "You know what? I'm not gonna free any of them. They can just right. sit out here. It's fine." And I just went in the camp and dealt with it. The one that wasn't there only a watcher in the camp or was there more in the camp? I thought that there was at least a ravager or a scrapper. There was definitely a ravager or a scrapper like in the upper part. Up, in the upper part. Yeah. There was a ravager and a long legs in the upper part as well. Okay. Yeah. I didn't free any of those. And I thought that there was one more, but maybe it could have been a watcher, but like I didn't, I didn't touch them. And then after I killed everything, one down there the frustrating thing is if you kill the people but not the machines the battle music's still going because they're like alerted right but i tried to kill the machines without releasing them but like you said like the auto aim thing happened so you shoot it like a watcher in the eye and it's like 
hits the chain. And I'm like, no, dude, I just want to kill them and get burned. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, I, the long leg had died by the time I got in the camp. Actually, the long leg, when it died, it took some of Duvall's men with it because I think they were close to it and popped the breast thing and then died in like the explosion. Uh. So uh, when I got in there, I only had to spray down like three or four people. And then nice. you go upstairs. And then, I don't think there's any, I think the people from upstairs had can't come downstairs at that point. So, yeah. Uh, but once you get done with those guys, you'll go. There's like some steps. You'll go up there and you'll hear the sound as you're coming toward a door and you open the door and it triggers like this trap. It's like a sound trap that Aloy can't get through. and. Uh, <laughs> it's funny like, i'm trying to remember what the guy says when he turns the corner it's just a, like a, a, a like a like, it's not even a boss it's just like a skull enemy turns the corner from downstairs oh he's like he's just like yeah Duval says you got to eat dirt like j- the way he said it was just kind of like yeah look i don't want to be here any more than you do right now <laughs> but Duval says you got to eat dirt uh is basically what happens but you know aloy was affected by the sound this guy is not and I think I think that's when she notices that he has something on his ears that's protecting him from the sound. So, yeah, I mean, it's just a skull enemy with a launcher, with like one of those arrow launchers. And I wasn't planning on releasing any of the enemies, but he shot an arrow at me and I dodged it and it hit the chain for the Ravager that I was in front of and it let him go. I'm nice. like, well, crap, you know, so, yeah, we just killed him real quick because me and Aaron stomped him out. But then I had to kill the Ravager. And then since I was there, I just used the Ravager's cannon on the long leg, and that was the end of it. Uh, but yeah, after you do that, Aloy, she takes the earplugs off of the guy and puts it on her ears. Now, I don't know if this happened to you, or maybe you didn't notice, but my like when my guy was supposedly dead on the ground, his eyes were still blinking. His eyes were still blinking. I was like, that's weird. That, that so. happens a lot where I'll kill someone, and they're like, I, I don't look at their eyes, but like their arms will be like moving or they're floating. Floating happens a lot. I, I see a lot of enemies just floating in the air after they're dead. Really? In in this game? Yeah. Really? Yeah. There yeah, was I one mean, in a spot that we're going to talk about in the future, but I killed someone with a with a blast thing on the ground and I walk in and his body's just stuck on the wall. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Wow, yeah. I've never had any floating. I don't have a lot of flailing arms either. I know people get like stuck and it like shakes the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know what you're talking about. That's like something I saw a lot in Cyberpunk. But I, I, it wasn't even like it was like stuttering or anything like that. It was like programmed. It was like it was like the game forgot that it, whatever routine covers blinking the eyes didn't get the memo that this guy was dead because <laughs> he he just blinked at regular intervals. He had to blink like two or three times. During the part where she was like trying to get the, uh, I was gonna say earmuffs, but the um, uh, the things off of him, the uh, the, 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 the ear pads, things, yeah. So um, once you get those, you're able to get past the sound device. You turn it off so that Aaron can get by, and um, one then you get into a basement. And you find that sound device that Aloy was talking about at Dimmed Bones. That's where you fought the Asaram, where you did uh, Field of the Fallen. The place where we actually fought them was called Dim Bones. Not Dim Bones, but Dimmed Bones. Dim <laughs> but, Bones. Um, Love that yeah. song. <laughs> and this device is pointed right 
at Ursa. Now, the device looks like the head of a long legs. That's what it looks like, which makes perfect sense. Oh, I didn't even catch that. That does make perfect sense. Yeah, because they have these sound waves, att- sound wave attack. But Christina's so great at killing them, they don't even get a chance to do it. <laughs> so right, exactly. No, no, no I, I've been, I got hit by a few of them so far. It just hasn't been as crippling as what has happened to you, I guess. Yeah, it's I been know. annoying. It, That's it. Yes, it is very annoying. So, uh, but yeah, so once you know, Aloy disables. Actually, sorry, Aloy doesn't disable that device. Aaron breaks that device. It, uh, I'm not sure, did I mention it was pointed right at Ursa? <laughs> did I, I don't know if I, <laughs> if I remember mentioned that fact. Uh, but it was pointed right at Ursa. And uh, yeah, once he breaks the device, he goes and checks on Ursa. Aaron? Durval tried to break me. Shows what he knows. I, sh- I should have been with you. Why didn't you come for me? I, I know I'm a useless trunk, but... No, idiot. I got a message from Durval saying he wanted to parlay. I didn't come for you because I knew it was a trap. I couldn't let you get hurt. Just didn't think it'd be that good a trap. Thought I could take him out. (laughs) Now, Now listen, Durval's planning something big in Meridian. He said he'd force Avad to watch as the smoke darkens their precious sun. Your king needs you. No more playing around. You're gonna have to grow up fast. I I will. I promise. You damn well better, little brother. Ursa. No, no. Please. (laughs) I won't let you down. I promise. Aaron, I'm, I'm so sorry. You've got to find Durval. But Meridian's a big place. I'll look through his things. Maybe we can narrow it down. Yeah, and Ursa, she is in bad shape. There's no, like, we don't know how long she's actually been hit by that thing. Like, how long she's been under it. And uh, Ursa, she tells uh, Aaron that Duvall was trying to break her. She doesn't really say what he was, what she, what he was looking for or trying to get from her. I mean, she was, she brought, she has a ton of useful information because she is, she was the captain of the Vanguard, right? So, yeah, she it could be anything, but uh, you know, Aaron, he, I think he, he's really kind of, he's brought it a couple times, but he, he makes it known that he's a little upset that you know he, he thought he should have been there. Uh, he thought Ursa didn't take him because she didn't trust him, that he was a drunk. And she tells Aaron that she didn't bring him because she knew it was a trap and she didn't want him to get hurt. She just thought she knew it was a trap. She thought she could take Durval. That's what she thought. She thought she could take him. And uh, she didn't realize it would be that good of a trap. She didn't see the weapon coming, essentially. If he didn't have the new weapon, it probably wouldn't have uh you know it, 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 they wouldn't they wouldn't have had her but she said uh, i think she said that Duval wanted to, to parlay with them yeah and that was yeah. the, the trap that he set so i just like how she calls him an idiot like that's what she she literally says no idiot <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah so um she does tell aaron that Duval was planning something big in meridian and he needs to go help avad uh, Duval said he would force Avad to watch as smoke darkens the precious sun. That's what he told Ursa. 
And she tells Aaron he needs to grow up fast. And he says he will. And then she dies. Like, that's that. So Ursa was alive. But then she died in his arms. So at least this time, he got to talk to her. He got some closure. It's just, yeah, it's just convenient that she, like, (laughs) survived up to that point. There's at least, I want to say, there's three instances in this game where somebody lives just long enough to say something. <laughs> now, this one wasn't funny. This this one right. was, it wasn't, wasn't like funny. It wasn't like the stalker. Yeah, the stalker guy was funny. There's another one that's going to happen that's funny. Like, <laughs> where he just lives just long enough to leave you with a gem, <laughs> you know, and then he dies. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, after that, Aloy comes in, gives her condolences. Aaron wants to find Erval, but he's like, oh, Meridian's a bit place. So Aloy, you know, she starts to like you know, look around, see what she can find. And uh, she turns on a recording device. And I mean, it sounds like one of those recording devices we normally hear that our focus has to activate. So, but it's in a wooden box, you know, but I, I imagine he found one of those audio logs and played with it until he could get it to work and figure out how it worked and boom. That's how he used it. But it was just a recording of him and his family, his little girl singing. I think it was a little girl. Uh, and then I think it, his wife was talking about uh, what are we going to do? The, ra- ra- the raids are getting closer. So this is, I mean, well, obviously it was before uh, Jaron or Jaron. Yeah, Jaron uh, took his family. So, but it's something that was, you know, obviously dear to him and close to him. He probably listened to it every day. But um, in addition to that, Aloy does find some records, and she sees he ordered a lot of blaze to be sent to Meridian. Uh, based on the document, you can see, I think he ordered at least three shipments, and it was so big that whoever the vendor was, they were having a hard time, you know, covering the order. So, it's I would say it's easy to say that whatever Duvall's about to do, has got to do with blaze. Christina agrees. <laughs> I do agree. Big, big. Expl- <laughs> I've seen what Blaze can do. So big explosions. But it sounds about right for like Osiram, actually. Just like, oh, yeah, big explosions. Yeah. So Aloy does tell Aaron and she heads back to the palace while Aaron tends to Ursa. Now, for this camp in general, I kind of say I'm a, I was a little disappointed. Mainly because Murad talked about Duvall being like a weapons maker. Aaron talked about the ball tinkering with machines. Like even Murat said, he, he's, he's probably going to have traps and stuff there. I mean, the only stuff he really had there was like the sonic device, the one that right. wouldn't let you down the steps. Yeah, I was expecting a lot more too. Yeah, I mean, other than that, you didn't get anything out of the ordinary out of the camp. I mean, nothing that like, there was nothing really out of the ordinary there. His people didn't have new weapons or different weapons there were no traps that you had to avoid getting into his camp was just super easy just you in. know you just walk in and started fighting <laughs> you yeah. know, like basically machi- what we the did the machines were there but they were just tied down like they weren't even super fortified or special or whatever right yeah you know it, it would have been I, I think it would, be, it would have been interesting for him to have found a way to reprogram the machines or override the machines on his own or something like that uh, if he's that smart. You know, and that would have been nice. And then also have like a variant of machines that we're not really used to seeing, you know, something like that. Right. So, yeah, but none, none of that. So I have to say I was a little disappointed in the camp 
I don't know. When I this is and this is the second time around. The first time around, I don't think I really had much of an opinion on it. Yeah, I was just so happy to be playing the game. <laughs> so that was uh, <laughs> that was that was that. But uh, yeah, that actually ends that quest into the Borderlands, and that begins the Sun Shall Fall, which is the the main quest that we're on right now. So you make it back to the palace, and Aaron's already there, and he's told Avad about Ursa. I'm glad you're back. I'm at a loss about Ursa. To learn she lives, then lose that hope, seems cruel. She wouldn't want us to waste time talking. She'd want us to find Durval. She said he raved about smoke darkening the sun. Tell him what you found in his papers. A letter. It mentioned a shipment of Blaze being sent to a warehouse here. Only, it wasn't addressed to Duval. The name was Ayland Forgeman. Does that mean anything to you? Uh... Sounds familiar. Yes, a landlord. The Osaram have been buying up buildings across the city, including one under that name. It's by the edge of the Mesa, near the temple. It used to be a shop, but it could serve as a warehouse. If Durval used the name as an alias to buy it, he might even be there now. I'll round up my men. I'll meet you there. Erend, wait. Remember that no one hates Durval more than your own tribe. The clans would give up much to obtain him. Take him alive? So you can haggle over him? You can't be serious! Our security depends on keeping the peace. If the opportunity presents itself, take him alive. Consider that a command. <clears throat> Aloy, a moment, please. When we spoke, Aaron didn't wish to dwell on the details of Ursa's death. Understandable, of course. But now that they've been left to my imagination, those details are all I can think about. You were there. Did she suffer? She's not the one who's suffering now. You are. She died before you could say goodbye. Is it that obvious? You're right. I'm dwelling on my pain, not just hers. And there's only one thing left that can help. Find Durval and bring him before me. He will answer for his crimes. So, you know, naturally, Avada is upset that Ursa is dead. And Aaron, he kind of just wants to focus on the task at hand right now, which is finding Durval. Uh, because, you know, there's a lot of blaze in the city. We got to find the blaze. So, you know, Aloy tell, well, he asks Aloy to tell Avad what she found. And Aloy says, you know, there's, there's blaze going to a warehouse in Meridian under the name Aeland Forgeman. Which I thought that was funny, like you know, the last name Forgeman for the Asaram, like. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's the, he has a, a fake name, Aylan Forgeman, and actually Maraud recognizes that name. Says the landlord's been buying up buildings across the city, an Asaram landlord, and so that, I mean that's likely the staging areas for the Blaze. But there's, I think there's one building in particular that they were focused on, where he said, no, you know, that would make a good spot for a warehouse um and so that's where they focus their attention aloy and aaron at least so aaron he's about to be on his way and before he leaves marat reminds him that the osram will give up a lot to obtain the and deal out justice themselves and aaron i think he's you know justifiably pissed that they're turning this into a political thing for aaron this is personal right like they've all killed his sister uh Almost got away with it if it wasn't for Aloy, too. 
Uh, but, you know, because he would have thought it was Shadow Carja that did it. And um, yeah, Aaron, he's, he's upset about that. And then Avad's like, hey, he reminds him the most important thing is keeping the peace and to take Daral alive if he can, which makes sense because Ursa was the one that was mainly keeping the peace between the Asaram and the Karja. And without Ursa, it's going to be very difficult for him to do that. So, you know, if he has some type of peace offering to help, like, you know, just say just because Ursa's gone doesn't mean that. I'm going to forget about, you know, my promises to you. Right. And then also something that Aaron doesn't, I guess, necessarily think of because he has so many emotions and thankfully not alcohol at this point fueling him. But emotions (laughs) is like he's captain of the vanguard now. Right. So whatever decisions he makes is going to reflect directly on them and Meridian. Right. Exactly. So, you know, he, I think he doesn't necessarily agree to it. He just kind of huffs off. <laughs> you know, he's like, well, yeah. now, you know, fine, I'll do it. Uh, but he leaves and Avad wants to talk to Aloy privately. And, you know, he, he basically just wants to know about Earth's, Earth's death because Aaron did not tell him much about it. And you get three flashpoints. Well, uh, you always get three flashpoints. Sorry. <laughs> uh, three options in a flashpoint. Which one did you choose? I said she thought of you. Now, keep in mind, this was before, because I didn't speak to Aaron or Murad after I spoke to Avad last time, so I didn't know that there were any kind of, like, you know, hidden things possibly going on. So I was like, oh, that's a little weird of that to be an option, but I said she thought of you, um, and what she said is, like, she wasn't worried about her pain, she was worried about her brother and she was worried about you and he thanked her for that. Um, I needed to know that I was on her mind as much as she was on mine. So that's when I was like, huh, this is a little sus. A little weird. I didn't talk to them. Yeah. yeah. I didn't talk to them. I was like, whoa, what's I don't. Uh, uh. I, I think it's weird that you picked that one considering that you didn't know about it because I would have right. looked at it and be like, that's, that's a weird option. Let me pick something else. But but like I was like, okay, well, they were they were at least close because of their history. They've known each other for a very long time um, ish. They got even if it wasn't a super long time, they got really close in a short amount of time. Right. Yeah. Okay, I'll take it. I'm I'm not saying you did the wrong thing. I'm just saying it's not something (laughs) I would have did if I was in your situation. That's all. But I chose obviously I chose intellect. I don't know why I keep choosing intellect because I chose intellect all through my other playthrough. Like all through my other playthrough, I chose intellect. And now that I because we're now we're we're recording at a like we're in a place where my recordings are when I knew I was doing the show, <laughs> you right. know. So and I'm still picking intellect because uh, I'm a bad host. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it, she uh, the if you picked intellect, it says. Uh, is that what you're really asking? And Aloy points out, she, he's like, well, she's not the one that's that's suffering. You are the one that's suffering. You're upset because you couldn't say goodbye. And he admits that he's really dwelling on his pain and not hers. And he's like, you know what? Just can you bring the ball before me to answer for his crimes? That's what he wants. The other option is this isn't the time. That's the tough option, which he probably, because he's agreeable on all the options. But he probably just like, yeah, you're right. You know, we have to focus on getting the ball. Can you please bring him to me? Yada, yada, yada. So. Yeah, at this point, they're really, I don't know, I don't, it feels kind of forced that they're pushing this narrative that Avad and Ursa were a thing, because it doesn't feel like it really matters. 
<laughs> like it doesn't add anything to the story. Yeah, what we'll talk about it when we get to it, but it it also made me a little frustrated, but we can we can talk about that in a minute. That is true. We can I'll, it's coming up my fast. My frustrations, so. I'll keep my frustrations down to a a minimum right now. Right. So Aloy and Aaron, they head to the warehouse, and inside is a blaze booby trap. It's the first thing they see. So Aoi goes to check it out, and she says she can't touch it because, you know, she'll set it off, which is, that's not what anybody wants. But when you go upstairs, it's even more blaze in bigger containers. So the way it's set up is that the, the bomb is supposed to go off, and then it blows up the container on the top, like that's on the floor on top of it, and it's supposed to create this massive explosion right luckily this warehouse just happens to be on the edge of the mesa at least that's what marad says i'm pretty sure he says that's what he says is it actually on the edge of the mesa not really and i'll get to that in a second yeah i will i will get in a second but he says it's around it's like kind of like on the edge of the mesa but there is a large door that leads like right outside it reminds me of like a barn where like, you know, they'll have the big doors up top, but that's really for like throwing stuff out right into the. Yeah, it's for a head. Like, it's so you can get round bales up and down and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. This <laughs> door that's supposed to be on the edge of the Mesa is not on the edge of the Mesa. It's actually there's still Meridian below it. Just, <laughs> just to be clear, it, it's an area that players can't get to. I'll tell you right. that much. You can't get to it as a player unless you do like, I don't know, maybe some type of hack or no clip or something like that. But uh, yeah, like it's uh, there is Meridian. Like I'm I'm like, this is going to cause a bunch of structural damage. But the way they, I don't know, it feels like the art department did not talk with the story department on this one. <laughs> <laughs> like Because I think the story department is like, oh, yeah, they'll push it off the edge of the Mesa and it'll just blow up and it'll be fine. And the art department's like, well, this is where they said they wanted to push it off. So whatever, <laughs> you know, right. this is where it's going to it's going to go. Uh, so, yeah, they, they push it off and it drops down inside of Meridian. Uh, no player access there's no people down there and it explodes. But the explosion of that causes the booby trap to set like to go off. And that also explodes. So they said it was going to cause a smaller explosion, but how? Like how well, is it going? How does how does it cause a smaller explosion well, the, when all of the blaze went off? The so the blaze might have blown up when it landed, but like it wasn't that that explosion because just pushing it, I don't think would set it off. I think she said pushing it would cause the bombs down below to blow up because it probably has some kind of tripwire attached to it. So I think the bombs downstairs were the only ones that blew up at that point. No, I'm I'm pretty positive that that definitely. Blew I could up. be wrong. However, I will say I've blown up so many blaze containers at this point of the game, and I was like, I don't think that's an. I, I'm just saying I, I'm not an expert, but I don't think that would have been enough to blow up the whole town. Like I I don't think us saving it did less damage than what it would have done on its own right yeah that's the thing i also don't think it would have been enough uh to really blow up the whole down i mean you might be correct because they don't i don't think i don't think they actually show the blaze containers exploding 
They showed them right. still falling, and then they showed them running out of the building, and then it's fire. Yeah, because she said, so, when we push this, we have to run because it's going to set off the trap downstairs. I don't know how she would know. I guess she saw a tripwire. I don't know. She said it's going to yeah. set off the trap downstairs. And he's like, will we survive? And she's like, oh, probably not. Like, <laughs> that's why they were running because there was it was connected in some way. So, yeah, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe the, the blaze container itself did not. Uh, sorry, the the. Uh, the, the, the containers the that they pushed off didn't yeah, the barrels they didn't explode they just now you just have blaze all on those steps but yeah <laughs> because the, the, but that's the thing though right like it would still cause a massive fire but I guess maybe it didn't explode because the fire from where they were would drop down onto the blaze and that blaze would ignite still well that's the thing what would make it ignite so I could see that if it was booby trapped to the one below the bomb maybe had some kind of like thing to make it ignite and that would have made the the blaze upstairs ignite because of the explosion. No, what, what I'm saying is, even if the even if the barrels drop down, now these barrels are not like you know our barrels; they're wooden barrels, so they're gonna break right. when they hit the ground. Right? Don't right. ignite when the fire from the building you just blew up. Oh yeah, <laughs> it reaches <laughs> that blaze. Now you got another problem. But I guess technically speaking, because it doesn't, maybe that's what they meant. So no, I think you're. I think you're. I think you're right. I think. Uh, it didn't blow up the the barrels like I thought it did, and so technically speaking, it was a smaller uh, explosion. But at the same time, what you were saying, I don't think that was enough blaze. <laughs> no, like the way they made it sound, I thought it was going to be like the uh, I don't know, Dark Knight, like the Batman movie, where like the whole warehouse is <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> with these barrels, yeah. So I thought maybe, you know, and this is me. This is my second top plan. I, I actually completely forgot about this story, by the way. Um, but I, I thought maybe because they were buying up a bunch of buildings in Meridian, that every building they had in Meridian was filled with blaze. That would have made more sense. Right. Because then, like, you had all this blaze around Meridian. Because like what you just said earlier is they got three whole shipments of blaze and that the dude was having problems transporting it because how much blaze that that for three shipments. I don't know, man, that that's like two decent shipments. That that doesn't seem like three tough shipments. Right. Yeah. Because we're blaze experts here. Right. Exactly. (laughs) I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that I mean, it just seemed a little off i mean for different reasons but even after what you said you know you clarified it i'm like eh, still i don't know i don't know but either way crisis averted aaron is day. like happy with it you know save the day he's like oh we he, we took his best shot and you know he we're still standing well meridian's still standing but anyway she thinks something else is going on because you know derval did say that he would make derval watch and uh you know aaron doesn't think derval's gonna go for the palace because it's too well guarded. Uh, Andy doesn't really have the men for it. So Aaron sends a, uh, Aloy sends Aaron back to the palace to protect the VOD and she looks around. So once again, bam, focus, find me the right boot, uh, boot tracks. And that's what it does. It finds her the right boot tracks and it leads her to another building in Meridian that does not have Blaze, but in the basement, it, ha- it has a wall that's actually been knocked out. And it looks like from the outside they built a route 
well, there's some stones there, but then they built some like, like some wood stuff that you can platform over to get to the bridge that leads to the palace underneath the bridge more specifically. So they've like been the working waterways. on this for some time. Yes, it's the it's the waterways. So they, that's how they uh, that's what they built. And that's how they were going to get into the palace. Actually, while you're you, you go down there, you see the wall you know, going across and he sees you too. And he just keeps going along his way. But you, you know, you do the trip, the platforming, you make it into the palace, like into the under area of the palace with the waterways. Uh, you kill a couple of his men. So I forgot on one of his, like to, to apply fire arrows for this. That's what I normally do for humans. Dude, tell me why hit the first guy I attacked, he had to take like 10 arrows. Like I can take a picture of him <laughs> in my video and he has like 10 arrows just sticking out of his chest. <laughs> like I'm like, man, like he's, this guy's taking it all. So I don't even use the fire arrows. I just use, head. yeah, I just use the precision arrows and straight shoot him in the face and then they die. <laughs> yeah, that's what I normally do. Like, and I don't know why. Like, no, well, no, it's, I mean, I just normally use the fire arrows, like I said. And they die super fast. Like as soon as you set them on fire, like they right. they you know once they're on fire they die. Um, they dance around first, then they die. And then uh, yeah, it's I don't know why I did that, but it was just funny to look at. I might post that picture somewhere. <laughs> but uh, so you fight off the balls, man, and then you go up to where uh, Avad normally is in the palace, but uh, Derval has. Avad and Aaron subdued with his sonic device. Look at you, Avad. The wriggling runt of a maniac king. You robbed me of my right to kill your father, so I'll have to settle for you. I'm going to enjoy watching the Karja burn, even more because you'll be watching with me. Say goodbye to Meridian, Avad. Breathe in the stench and choke on the ashes. Something's wrong. It didn't. I, I didn't hear anything. There's a bit of smoke rising from the mesa's edge. No! It should be a firestorm, not some belt from a charcoal burner. You know, Duvall's like taunting Avad, and he has no idea that we blew up the blaze. Uh, and, you know, he, I guess like while he was traveling, he didn't hear <laughs> that something had exploded already. He was like, man, that, or if he did, he's like, that's weird. My explosion's gonna be bigger, <laughs> you know. Um, that could be the case, but it turns out he's uh, well. I think I don't know if we actually if if we talked about this before, or we discovered this before, but you know, it appears he's uh, upset with Avad because Avad killed Jaron, and he wanted to kill Jaron himself. So now he's gonna kill Avad because Avad killed Jaron, and he wanted to do it because you know his whole plan was to completely destroy Meridian. That's what he wanted to do right. for because they because uh you know the cards killed his well Jaron specifically killed his wife and kids so he wants to see Meridian burn and he goes off to set off the explosion and nothing happens and uh, you know he's like it's supposed to be you know he says like I don't hear anything and then one of them is like oh there's some smoke over there like the way he says it which is kind of funny there's smoke over there and the guy's like no it's, that's not enough it's not supposed to be you know I forget exactly what he says like. Okay, he says it should be a firestorm, not some belch from a charcoal burner. Yeah, so, that's I mean, <laughs> that's what he says. So, 
Uh, and that thing he was pressing, I'm pretty sure, is a machine lore. Actually, I'm, I'm positive yeah. it was a machine lore. Uh, but I mean, those like those things have multi purposes. Like you know, press He's once for explosions, press twice <laughs> for a machine. You know, press twice for uh, machines. So, uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, he runs off. I guess that, so they can go look to see what happened. And when he does that, Aloy gets a chance to destroy the sonic device, and then she goes off to fight Duvall because they're all still on the ground. They're not getting up yet. Like, yeah, we'll catch up. We'll, we'll catch up. We'll catch up. <laughs> you know. Uh, but um, yeah. So Duvall talks a little trash. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna spill your blood on the throne." Uh, why does Avad have his ladies do the fighting? The entire like he went down in five seconds. Like it's yeah. he just goes down super fast. <laughs> I didn't even kill him. You know what happened? I was like, oh, there's chests all around here. Let me just put some trip uh, like wire as I'm walking and get these chests. So they all just kind of walked into it one by one, including him. So like as I'm gathering loot from chest and bodies, a cutscene happens. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, I just fought him and his guys. I think the entire fight lasted less than 15 seconds. Like, the whole fight lasts less than 15 seconds. I set him on fire, and as he's, like, trying to pat the fire out, I hit him with the with my uh, staff, and he was down. And then his guys, they just died when I set him on fire. But uh, after that happens, he's still on the ground. He's like, oh, good Osram has a third plan, and then boom, two clicks, because he brings the uh, the machines this time. Right. So, and that's not even that big of a deal. He acted, The machine lord brings glint hawks. There's like six of them. And I do also have to remember, I'm like level 45 at this point. I'm pretty sure this is like level 23 content, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, maybe so that's why I'm doing so well with the glint. Because like, they're, they're nothing. Like, <laughs> they're nothing. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, it's uh, what I do like to do with the glint hawks normally is I, ever since I started using the rope caster, is rope cast one down. And then just uh, override it, and it'll fight for you, which is nice, <laughs> you know. So uh, that's not something I really had an opportunity to do when I did my first playthrough. I wasn't really using the rope caster during my first playthrough. You know, overriding a glint hawk that would have been very, very, very difficult. But uh, yeah, I mean, the only thing about this fight, the biggest problem with this fight is that is it is in a tight space. That's the only thing. So if they all are around you at the same exact time. It could be a bit hectic, especially if they start doing those ice, those frost bombing runs that they like to do. Yeah, I feel like it worked in my benefit because if I focus on on one to get it down, like they're not really close enough to do. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't try to attack me as hardcore as you, you like your playthrough. I don't know if hard changes the AI or if it just I feel like we talked about this and I don't know if we got clarification. I don't, I don't know if it changes it, the AI I, or if it makes it hard, just the more damage. Maybe it might make them a bit more aggressive. It also depends on like how the machines react to you, depend on how many of them you've killed, what how right. you've been killing them, you know, stuff like that. Like I know as a fact, like I know my Thunder Jaws have the extra armor. Mm -hmm. Thunder Jaws have the extra armor. Um, Ravagers have the extra armor. Uh, behemoths now definitely have the extra armor. So, but yeah, I think maybe hard makes them a bit more aggressive. I didn't have a problem with them. I'm just saying the biggest issue yeah. was that it's a, it's a small area. 
I did have an issue where one was not flying above the area and I shot it down, but it had like a, just a little bit of health left. You know how sometimes when you shoot them and they go down, but then they get back up. So it fell down onto a rock that was outside of the play area. So I had to go jump on stuff and find an angle and start shooting down in it just to kill it till I could, so I could finish the, uh, finish the, the, the area. So. That was actually my biggest problem, <laughs> trying to find a space to do that. But after the Glint Hawks are down, you go to talk to Duvall again, or confront Duvall, I should say. As much as I wish Ursa was here to kill you, I don't mind doing it for her. Go ahead. I'm not afraid. Except that knowing you, Eren, you'll screw it up! I know what you are afraid of. Going back to Mainspring in chains. Every clan in the claim wants you dead, and they know how to make it hurt. They'll even bid for the privilege. It's just like you to get someone else to do your killing. Shut up. You're at the Sun King's mercy now. So it, it does seem like Aaron is about to kill him, even though uh, Avad didn't want him to. And Duvall's like taunting him the whole time. I, I, I think to Duvall, he'd rather die at this point. Like he doesn't right. really want to sit in a prison, and he definitely doesn't want to go to Osram territory, no matter what. Like no matter what he says, because he does say some things. Uh, but Duvall tells him just go ahead and kill him. He'll probably screw it up anyway. So he's just talking trash, <laughs> you know, to Aaron at this point. And right before Aaron kills him, Avad walks out, and Aaron's like, "I'm gonna send you back to the claim in chains, and you know the uh, the, the the clans will, you know, they'll deal with you." And he, I think he says something about how they're gonna, like the. You know, the way they'll kill him, will probably be slow. Or whatever. But uh, Duvall, he's, he's still going at it, though. He says, ah, it's just like you to have somebody else do your killing. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, Vi, he just kind of nods and, you know, lets him know that was the right thing. But he knocks him out with the, I guess, the back end of his hammer. But that blow would most definitely kill a person. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, would, it would definitely like it would still definitely kill a person. So, but uh, yeah, that's well. Duvall gets he gets carted off, and you have three objectives. You can have an optional optional one where you go to see Duvall, which isn't really it's not a conversation. He just says things to you, mostly like insults and threats. A couple of my favorites when he says he'll put a thunder a thunder jaw lore under your bed. Uh, <laughs> he was like he says oh you riding machines is impressive have a machine serve him lunch and then he'll be impressed what are you gonna say I was gonna say my favorite one was uh, where he was upset that a savage tracked him down and he said most Nori get confused by anything more than two sticks and a string I like that <laughs> yeah. one <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he said he was gonna build a machine with a specific purpose of pulling our braids out that yeah, one's stuff rough like, yeah yeah uh, but yeah, he just says stuff, and, t- and he does run out of things to say. It doesn't loop because at the at the end of it, he just says, "Like, just leave me alone, please." Yeah, you know, yeah. So. He's so. It's not just like a "just leave me alone." He's like, "By the great flaming forge, just leave me alone, Red." Like that was like the exact. Like he's so annoyed. He's like, "Get, go away." Like I don't want to look at you anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that, that was optional. You didn't have to do it, but it is kind of fun to do. Uh, then you can talk to Aaron. I was just thinking about Ursa. She would have killed Durval on the spot. I know it. That's why she went out to meet him in the first place, to put him down. But she also told me to grow up. 
I gotta admit it burned a little when she said that, but I'm trying to take it to heart. And I guess growing up means putting what you should do in front of what you want to do, right? <laughs> you're asking me? I'm pretty sure you're older. <laughs> yeah, but I don't act like it, do I? You did with Draval. Yeah, don't give me too much credit. Part of me still wants to wait for a quiet moment and wring his neck. Yeah, but you won't. Because you're a good captain. Come on, stop. You're gonna make me tear up. So, after all this, what's next for errand vanguardsmen? Uh, heading back to the claim for a while. I'll get in touch with my clan and we'll lay Ursa to rest properly. Like how she would have wanted. And by that I mean less chit-chat, more drinking. What do you think the Osirim will do to Durval? First off, they'll argue about it for a long time. But whatever they come up with, it won't be quick. I can live with that. In fact, I might just drop by his cell under the sun ring to remind him what's coming. Well... I know. You gotta go. Killers to track, machines to master. All before breakfast. You know what? When we met, I thought I was a big shot talking to a pretty girl hidden away in the middle of nowhere. Now I see that I was just lucky to get a minute of your time. Try not to forget about me while you're out there changing the world. I'll always have a minute for you. Maybe even two. Two? Huh. She likes me. Yeah, they start off the conversation by Aaron, you know, growing up a bit, but that, it, it feels weird to have people say that to him because he already looks middle-aged. He, he does, and I think the game wants you to think that he's young, but I think they just need to do a better job of his model because Avada looks younger than him. Well, I, I don't think necessarily they meant grow up like because uh, he's still young. He's still the baby brother to her. he was the baby brother to Ursa, but like you can still be someone's like a baby brother like in your forties, you know. So I think right, yeah. what happened was, you know, what? yeah. That Ursa's probably more of Avad's age, so you're probably right. But regardless, um, it was more of a, like, he's always out, like, drinking and not making the right decisions, and Ursa's always there for him, making the decisions for him, because he acts like a child. You can act like a child no matter how old you are, so. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It just feels like, I think the game wants you to think he's younger than he looks, though. But yeah, I believe in the game he's, like, 25, I think. Oh, I thought he was, like, 32. Exactly. <laughs> okay. According to the official guide, he's supposed to be 26 and Avad is supposed to be like 30. Yeah, I see 32. I mean, not 32, 30 as well. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that seems weird, right? Like, that feels weird because he looks older. Like, he feels like it feels like he's older than Avad. I know his voice actor was in his 40s. Actually, I think the voice and uh, he's a voice and face actor for this for this character and he was in his 40s. I could have swore Avad was like young, like the the way that the different um data points or whatever make it sound make it sound it just sounds like he's super young for all of this. Right. It's yeah. only like two years after at this point from the liberation right so like i was like true. okay maybe he's like 24 
I actually have an artwork of Horizons or a Dawn book over there, but I'm not going to go waste. <laughs> I'm not going to go over there and pop it open and see if it has it. But um, yeah, but I'm pretty, like, yeah, either way, Aaron is like in his 20s. He looks like, like you say, you thought he was in his 30s. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it definitely, and on top of that, it's definitely because he's, he's, even what, what he says at the end of this, which we'll get to this, but, you know, he's a little sweet on Aloy, you know, at least to a degree. So, they need him to be within a certain age range without being creepy, right? Right. That's why I was even more. I mean, this is still like a pretty big gap, but if you know, thinking he's like in his thirties, I'm like, ooh, that's a little rough. But it's, it's, a, it's a little better, I guess, knowing that. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think they need to do a little bit better of a job uh, with his face model, making him look a bit younger. So, but. Uh, yeah, he says he's going to go back to the claim for a while and they're going to give Ursa a proper burial. And, and then he also mentions that he uh, doesn't know what the Osram will do, uh, but it's not like with Derval, but it's not going to be quick, you know. Uh, first of all, he says they're going to have to argue about it for a while. So I guess Avad is going to send a representative, like, yeah, we got Derval. What do you want to do, <laughs> you know, about it? Like, you know, and they're going to try, try to strike some type of deal. Now, one thing he does say is that they're going to drop, he says he's going to drop by Derval's cell under the sun ring to remind him what's coming. Once again, isn't the sun ring com- controlled by the shadow Karja? Yeah, I saw, I saw that too, and I was really confused. Yeah, like right now, like, I mean, the sun ring is, is controlled by shadow Karja, so I don't know, do they have an agreement? I would doubt that. They barely, they don't even have peace. You know, they don't have a peace treaty, they have a, a ceasefire. Yeah, because when I when I first read that, because every time I think of the sun ring, for some reason, my brain goes to like the um, that spire. That's like just to the like southeast. You know what? We may be thinking about the wrong thing being the sun ring. Hmm. Could that be the sun ring? So, yeah, didn't they say the sun ring? Because like, hold on a second. I'm pretty positive that they say that he threw people into the sun ring. That's where he would he would have them battle. Or maybe yeah. they have a new sun ring. Maybe that's why. Maybe the they have they had a sun ring at Sunfall, and then when they lost Sunfall, they made a new sun ring. Because the reason I'm saying that is because if you look up the sun ring in the wiki, the sun ring is that place that's in the sun ring is in um it's inside Meridian. It's have you ever gone up the stairs in the place where all those people are like praying and stuff like that? Yeah. That's the, the, what the, what the wiki is saying. The sun ring is. Oh, then what's that all light and the spire? Oh yeah. Here we go. So there are two sun rings. They didn't say what? <laughs> there are two sun rings. So that's where he is right now in the cell. I think he's below Yes, in that's where he's currently yeah. where he is. Okay. Yes. So that so clears not moving See, for a bit. He's not. Yeah, that clears things up. Like they could, they could have told us they because they mentioned the sun ring is where because it, it's, it's happened several times. They mentioned the sun ring is where Jiren would have uh oh Jiren. I keep mix. I keep messing his name up. They they told you that the sun ring was where you know Jiren would send the. The fighters, well, send, well, not send the fighters, but send the people for a sacrifice. You know, they keep they they brought that up several times. 
Right. And now also the sun, that we have a sun ring in Meridian all of a sudden, but the wiki does clear it up. So. <laughs> yeah, because I just Googled it and it says, where is the sun ring? And it says Shadow Karji Capital. Why yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm looking at Meridian sun ring repurposed as a memorial. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So now that makes, unless they had a, unless this sun ring was also where they fought. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Because it's an arena. Look at that. If you now, I, I've never seen this before. I'm looking, I've never, I, I've gone to that place so many times and haven't paid attention. But if you look at the design of the sun ring, it is actually an arena because yeah, the there are stands the is adjacent to the sun ring in Meridian. Yeah. So it's like, but if, yeah, if I'm looking at that, okay, so everything they've been saying so far, because remember we, we were talking about before that they said the sun ring. Uh, what had been turned into a memorial, and we're like, how did the how was the sun ring turned into a memorial? You know, yeah, and that's what, yeah, that's the, and it's like, okay, that's so they they mean the sun ring and Meridian was turned to a memorial. Okay, that's so confusing. Do they in game know? Like, I feel like they would have to know that there is a new sun ring, quote unquote. Well, I I, I don't think technically speaking. It's a new sun ring. I think they just had two sun rings because remember he did have a a, a regular palace and the summer palace, uh, and probably when, probably when he was in the summer palace, that's where that's when they uh, used that sun ring. He ordered the construction of the military fortress at the ruin, which is you know, uh, actually I'm not. We'll, we'll get into that a little later uh, to mark the western border of the Sundom. And called it Sunfall. The stone, the stone ring around which the fortress was built thus became a sister ring to the location in Meridian during Jaron's reign. The ring at Sunfall was also used for human sacrifices. So now, okay, now I have another question. Now I have another question. So the sun ring and Sunfall, which you will get very familiar with when you, a little later, um, I can see how they use that to have people fight machines, especially large machines like a behemoth. What machines were they putting into this sun ring and meridian? Because that machine, that place is not that big. They most certainly weren't getting behemoths in there. Maybe they weren't. I Maybe mean, they were just putting the machines in the other one or smaller machines in the, the meridian one. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that's why. So that clears up a lot. Because I didn't even think to look at the wiki to see what they were talking about with the sun rings, <laughs> you know. But they so don't clarify. It's, it's like the yeah, it's the shadow Karja thing all over again. They don't really clarify. You kind of have to pick it up through like hints. But like the way they talk to you is kind of like you know what's going on, right? Exactly. So. Yeah, we'll talk more like now that I, we have that information because there's going to be some more sun ring talk uh, from from some other people that I, I, I'm gonna have some questions about. And we'll discuss that when that comes along. So yeah, okay, that makes sense that he's gonna drop by the ball cell under the sun ring because that's where it is. So the end of the Meridian sun ring. So man, revelations just getting like the shadow is being unshrouded today. <laughs> <I see what laughs> Episode fifteen of of like Keeper Protocol. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I guess the shadow cards doesn't control that, right? They still have their own sun ring and, um, his cell is underneath it. So that is a 100% true statement. Uh, but yeah, so 
when Aloy says goodbye, he does bring up the first time they met. And he said he thought he was just a big shot talking to a pretty girl in the middle of nowhere. And he was just lucky to have her time. And he asked, he doesn't forget that she doesn't forget about him while she's changing the world. And she says she'll always have a minute for him. Maybe two, maybe two minutes. So I thought that was really cute. Nice. Yeah. yeah, she was just she was just being nice. So, uh, but yeah, so that's that's the thing. Like I said, Aaron, he the way they position him by by his interactions with Aloy and the way he speaks to her makes me feel like he is, uh, younger than he looks <laughs> by a lot. Yeah. So that's unfortunate for him. <laughs> but <laughs> that's just the way it is. But uh, yeah, after you talk to Aaron, and that's the, the uh, I'm pretty sure that is the last time we talked to Aaron until much later in the game. Uh, but, and then after you talk to him, you can speak to Avad. Aloy, to say you have my gratitude feels woefully insufficient. You saved my life. You saved Meridian. And because of you, there will be justice for Ursa's murder. We can mourn her knowing the truth without painful uncertainty. It's hard to imagine where we'd be without you. And I don't want to try. I hope you will consider staying in Meridian. Were you and Ursa, you know? I suppose it's obvious how I feel, how I felt about her. She didn't just give me advice. She gave me strength, but we couldn't be together. Relations between the Karja and Osiram and Meridian were unsteady as it was. The union of the Sun King and an Osiram warrior would have led to open revolt in the city. And probably war with the clans. Did anyone know? Only one. Derval. He wanted Ursa, but she rejected him. And so jealousy became yet another of his hateful motivations. What exactly will happen to Derval? For now, he'll languish in one of the old cells under the Sunring here in Meridian. As for what happens after we negotiate his extradition to Mainspring, I don't want to think about it. My father was very creative when it came to inflicting suffering, but some Osiram devices surpass even his imaginings. What a waste. Derval is a brilliant man. I wonder what he would have accomplished if it weren't for my father's cruelty. Why do you want me to stay in Meridian? I would think that would be obvious. Not to me. Huh. Well, to start with, you kept the city from going up in flames. You're strong, shrewd, and, and capable. I could use someone like you at my side. Thank you for the offer, but I don't think either you or I are ready for that. At least, not yet. I've got a long way to go before I find what I'm looking for, and it's going to take me far from Meridian. Well, of course. I, I didn't mean to presume. You are your own woman, just as Ursa was. But please, remember that you're always welcome here. I hope that today is just a sunrise for us, not a goodbye. And so Abach, you know, he thanks Aloy for saving his life and also saving Meridian. And he wants Aloy to stay in Meridian. And we're going to circle back around that in a second. Uh, but he does confirm his relationship with Ursa, at least how he felt about her. 
Um, and he says that, um, you know, he didn't, she didn't just give him advice. She gave him strength and they couldn't be together officially because their relationship would have caused revolt in the city and caused war between the Asaram clans. So there was more of a social responsibility thing while they couldn't be together. And the only other person who knew about their relationship or I guess how they felt about each other was Derval. You know, he's a tinkerer. He's a smart guy. He put one on one together, made two, you know, and he's actually, he was jealous because she rejected him because he was going after her and she went with Avad. So that just another thing that, that upset him, you know, which I got so mad when I heard that. I was like, are oh, you yeah? kidding me? He like went out and I know there's other reasons. Like, I guess he feels like he, she betrayed him and all of that stuff. I'm like, he really went out and killed her because he's jealous. Like, that's not the reason. But like, I just got so mad. I was like, this yeah, dude is so simple. <laughs> it's just another thing to add on to the reasons he's mad. He's mad at her because he, she, her and Aaron left his, um, you know, plan to destroy Meridian and went over the VOD. Uh, right. He was mad because Avad killed uh, Jaron before he did. He was mad at the Asaram that helped. You know, he's just he's just mad. He's mad. <laughs> right. Know, no, I get that. I get it. I had it when I when they said that. I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. I was like, no, there's other reasons. It's it's well, not fine because obviously he killed her. That's not fine. But I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a note here, like that, because after you talk about that, you can. He, he, after he says that, he says that he. So Duvall will go to one of the cells under the sun ring. And my note is how, like how? And now we know how, <laughs> which I thought was funny. I'm, yeah. Cause I'm just like, well, they keep talking about it. Like it's okay, you know, <laughs> but it is okay. He's going to go to the Meridian sun ring. Um, he mentions that some of the Asaram devices, some of the things they have are worse than anything his father could have come up with. So he doesn't even want to think about what's going to happen to Duvall once he actually goes back to the Asaram. I want to see Duvall come back, and I want to see some of this these weapons that he's been that they're talking about. You know what I'm saying? I want to see what right. he can really do. Yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised because you know we're not going to see him die here. So and people are saying uh, I don't know where, but people have said like it's not a good idea to keep him alive because he's going to try to find a way out. Maybe he said that himself. I feel like I he heard said that, that himself. He does say okay. that himself. He's like, I'll just find a way to get out. So I hope you do, dude. I hope I see you in forbidden West. <laughs> I hope you, I hope we see you, man. <laughs> you know, give me some cool new tool that I can, that I can use after I beat you again. You know? <laughs> so, uh, but he actually blames what happened to Duvall on his father. Cause he says something like, I wonder what he could have done if it wasn't for the cruelty of my father. So he actually, you know, kind of recognizes that his father had a major role to play in, you know, how how Duvall played out. So let's discuss what happens when you actually address him wanting Aloy to stay in Meridian. Christina, her face is like crinkling up right now. Uh, If you have played this part, which I hope you have, you're probably doing the same thing. Uh, Unless you picked one specific option. There's one specific option that is weird. It, it actually does not match up with the other responses. But uh, so you do get a flashpoint when, you know, you ask him to when you ask him about staying in Meridian. And the what, what option did you go with, Christina? 
So I think I feel like I feel like I need to kind of explain my whole thought process here because I, I picked the one that's probably the one that doesn't make sense. Um, first off, Aloy, I feel like a girl, I feel you so much where she's like, why do you want me to stay? And he's like, I think that would be obvious. And she's like, not to me. Like, oh, thank you. <laughs> it's not obvious. Uh, I talked to this dude like five times. Um, but I had a lot of emotions going through this because i was like bro she's not even in the ground yet and you're like hey aloy what's up Uh and i'm like okay maybe he just wants some companionship and like he couldn't have like this relationship because it was like forbidden and so it was never meant to fully be and he just needs someone by his side and i don't want to be too mean to this dude that just like had I guess the woman he loves like destroyed. So I chose the compassion answer and I was just like, I need to go my own way. Cause I felt bad. Right. Well, yeah, she says, yeah, she's like, she thanks him for the offer, but she says neither of them are ready for that. Right. That's yeah. what she, that's basically what she says. And she has a long way to go and it's going to take her far from Meridian is yeah. what she says. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what's weird about that though is when she says she when she says that like thanks for the offer but I don't think either you or I are ready for that at least not yet. I was like, wait, does that mean Aloy is interested? I don't know. You selected the option. <laughs> I guess, but like that answer, uh, I don't know. Maybe she is open uh, to exploring her options, but right now is not the best time. Right, yeah, she's focused on something else. I mean, that's the thing about these games that have, like, you can select some options, you can have some choice, but you don't actually control the mood of the player overall, you know? Right. It's not like a Mass Effect where the the more you put, you select one option, the more aggressive you get over time or something like that. Well, I guess technically right. speaking, Mass Effect doesn't like that either, because you can, you can select any option at any given time, but there are games out there that are kind of like that, but... um. I mean, I don't really think I even talked about what he really says besides, like, he says stuff like, uh, oh, man, I, I forget. He called, like, he basically gives her a bunch of compliments on her, like, demeanor and that she's strong and smart and, you know, stuff like that. And she could use somebody like that, you know. Um, and now, I, cho- I chose the intellect option, which was I'm not a substitute. And when you choose that option, you know, Aloy brings up the fact that he talks about her like he talked about Ursa. And she asks if it's a job or a proposition. And he will apologize and say he was getting ahead of himself and that he needs time to work out his feelings. That's what he says. So the response based on the compassion and intellect match up. He's interested in her, right? The response from confront does not match up at all. Because, oh. no, it doesn't. If you do, like you used Ursa, she'll say something like, oh, Ursa's barely cold in her grave, and you're already trying to get me to take her place. That's what she does for confront. And he'll be like, that's not what I meant at all. <laughs> He's like, you know what, forget about it. <laughs> that's, it's like, that's what he says. Is, that's not what I meant at all. But based on the other two responses, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is very much Obviously. what she meant. You know, it's funny is she said exactly what I said. Like, her body's not even cold. She's not even in the ground. Like, Aaron's talking about, you know, her burial. Like, that's a, a very obvious statement to say. 
Right, yeah. So that, that's what confused me because, I mean, obviously I had to go watch what he says, but, you know, yeah, that's, I think it's a really odd writing choice, you know what I'm saying? Like, technically speaking, we just met this guy. Like, if you, if you just did the quest straight through, like, if you're just doing straight up main quests, this whole thing takes less than 30 minutes. And you go yeah. from just meeting him to him asking you to stick around because he likes you. You know, like it, that is odd. That's odd, like, when you first get to Meridian and people are calling you the machine writer and the one that puts that, that sheds light in the darkness. I'm like, yo, I just got here. You, I just, okay, you know, I will I say a comment about that when they're like, oh, I hear you can, like, override machines. Like, every time people say that, I'm like, bro, I've overridden, like, three machines. Like, how how do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah. I mean, I, the first time. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Again, I, I had a lot of emotions in this part because, okay, this happened to me a lot. I'm, I'm not trying to like be like, oh, like guys would do this all the time or what? I don't know. But like, well, I would do, be at but work. Go ahead. I, <laughs> I would <laughs> no, be at work. I'm just, yeah. And I would meet a guy and within the first 10 minutes, they're like, hey, we should go like out on a date sometime. And I'm like, bro, I'm just trying to like work here. And I feel like poor Aloy is just like, <laughs> Doing her thing, trying to, you know, figure out what's going on with her. Like, she's working, quote unquote. Like, her, you know, she has a duty to, to you know, right, yeah. do this. And all of these dudes are like, hey, you're kind of cute. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know. But, like, shut up. I'm focusing on something. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I mean, it doesn't happen to me, but. I, mean, I see it happen all the time. Like you know, it, that happens all the time. I th- I think it happens in real life all yeah. the time, with so especially it, like younger with younger people. Yeah, so um, it like really kind of resonated with me. It it didn't yeah. feel out of place. I'm like, man, <laughs> this poor girl, leave her yeah, alone. It, it's because you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take. <laughs> That's why it happens. <laughs> But this man's the Sun King, <laughs> and he's oh, thirty. He could apparently. be the Moon King, <laughs> he <could> be- uh, <laughs> and he's thirty. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. Maybe we have the age wrong. It's possible because he does look a bit younger. So let's see. Maybe I could. I've already had the wiki. I will see. Uh, yeah, I mean, actually, the, his wiki page says his twenties, but he was him and Ursa did uh did have a relationship, even if it was like you know not official. Oh yeah, so they wanna, they for sure had a secret relationship. Yeah, I'm gonna say he's probably in his later twenties, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah. But still, no, I I totally get it to the best of my, my ability, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So that was that was the most awkward part of the of the of the conversation. You know, I mean, honestly. All of the the guys who hit on Aloy and talk about how they look, I don't know if they were trying to make a point when they wrote those pieces or were they like, what was the motivation behind it? Because it doesn't add anything to the game. Right. Yeah. It yeah. It, but it's like so yeah. spot on on like what I guess like I have dealt with in industries that are like, you know, typically more uh, male dominated. Right. So oh, yeah. maybe they did do that for a point because 
that's the thing is like you don't see many women warrior warriors, especially among the Karja. So it's just like a oh wow, you can fight. Maybe. Uh, yeah, like, I maybe. I, I I don't know. Like I just feel like it just made situations awkward. And even like I don't know. Maybe they were trying to make a point and not be like obvious with the point. Right. But I think it might need to be a bit more obvious with the point because it just felt a little weird. <laughs> I mean, which is maybe the point. <laughs> right. See, I think the thing is, is with people who experience stuff like this, you're like, oh, wow, I really feel like feel you. And people that don't are like, why are they even adding that? Like, that makes no sense. So it didn't make a point to people who wouldn't understand. Right. Oh, don't get me wrong. I mean, first of all, it's no secret. The frequency at shot that, that shots get taken. <laughs> That's not a secret. People do understand. Like guys do understand that that happens a lot, especially if you are um, a woman or a girl that's in a space that does not have a lot of men. Like if you are a female working at GameStop, it's probably nonstop. Like you know, it is probably nonstop. nonstop. And even the people asking you know it happens a lot, but they think they're the one. It's like maybe if I every, every <laughs> single one, every single one. They think they're the we'll one. We'll have a separate podcast so, for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, it's no secret. I think everybody can understand it, right? Like it's not something that you that I think it, it's something you have to experience. I mean, if you experience it directly, obviously it does hit differently. I'm not um, countering that, but I'm saying that if it happens. Like people understand this happens, and I don't know. Maybe that's the point. Like, man, this is annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, but to round out the conversation, um, or finish up the conversation, I should say, you you do ask about the shadow card, and he doesn't really give you any information that you don't already have, right? Like he tells you, like, "Yeah, I heard about it." Marad tells me about it. What do you know about it? Do you know that if they're gonna when they're gonna attack, and we don't, so he just asks to keep him informed which is going to come back a little later. But yeah, I mean, that is the end of the sun shall fall. That is the end of the Meridian main quest line. From here on out, we are on the, 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 the old ones, main quest line, you know, the zero dawn main quest line. So we can find out what happened to the old ones. Uh, what are the eclipse doing? What does Hades want? Like all that stuff. That's what we're going to become from now on. Right after we talk about the Hunter's Lodge, because I, I just wanted to hold, I just want to hold off the Hunter's Lodge because I mean that's a series of side quests and errands that I felt could probably like that deserved its own episode because it's basically it's one straight storyline, you know, to a degree. So on the next episode, we're gonna cover the Hunter's Lodge, and we're also gonna just talk about all the other uh, hunter, like all the other trials. I think we talked about the first two. We did not talk about the one on the Gatelands because yeah, we missed that when we talked about the Gatelands, but I did finish that. And so we're just going to talk about the rest of the, the hunting trials as well. And then after that, we're going to go ahead and move on to uh, the Grave Horde. So that's where we're at. Christina, how are you feeling? I... So big difference from last episode because last episode, I know I said like at this point, I'm like this feels like a really long side quest versus main story quest. However, as annoyed as I was, I felt like the, the conversations and everything that happened were very realistic. (laughs) 
even right. though they were frustrating. Uh, and I think that at the end of it, there is like a, a nice little like bow on top of Meridian. And I'm like, okay, that's it, it's nice and, and wrapped up for now. And I can leave these people without being afraid that the city is going to blow up and go off and do my own thing. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's nice that you don't have to keep coming back to Meridian for, yeah. you know, after this. I mean, technically, I do believe that this quest, because I have to look at the levels for the quest, but I do believe that this quest um, was a lower level. So they did expect you to finish this quest before you went through and finish the the other quests, you know, the the, the main storyline. So the other main yeah. storyline, I should say. I was I was just afraid that it was going to be a continuous um, double storyline for a while. And that's kind of where I wasn't, I guess, some of my frustration. It wasn't really frustration, but some of my frustration came from because I thought it was going to be continuously back and forth and I would have to choose which one I felt like doing. But that's not what happened. So, well, I mean, I will say this for anybody else that might be feeling the same way. These quests always have different levels. So if you ever wonder, like, which quest you could do in what order, I would just follow the level. Yeah. To be honest with you. Now it doesn't matter. Cause I know I'm like, I'm 40-something. What level? Do you, what levels are you right now? I know you're over-leveled for like, what you need to do. Probably 35. And I think the quests are, like, 23. Right, yeah. So that comes from doing, like, side quests, doing cauldrons, doing all the additional stuff. So. It's really easy to outlevel the content in this game, but it's still fun to play even though you you outlevel it. So, but yeah, that is going to end this episode. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, if you want to follow what's going on with this show and the Mashes Button Network, you can do so at twitter.com slash mash or oh, slash the mash network. Christina, where can they find you? You can find me at s'mores pop tart on Twitter and Twitch. I'm also on another podcast called Wondrous Tales. We talk about Final Fantasy fourteen content, and that's anything that has to do with the game. So come hang out. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at Josh Tradamus. And you can also find me on our Twitch channel sometimes at twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. Uh, we do have a Discord, like I mentioned before. So please join us at mash.gg slash Discord if you want to discuss the game, discuss the show. Uh, and I encourage you guys to reach out to us with comments and questions. So, you know, hit us up on Discord or you can uh, message us on Twitter. You can also reach out on uh, just email at contact.match.gg if you want to help us out. One of the best ways to do that is to share the show with others and to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And if you want to take your support a bit further, you can do so at mtv.gg slash support where you can find links to our Patreon uh, there's links to our Teespring store. There's links to our Twitch, you know, to our Twitch channel, so you can subscribe on Twitch. Uh, we have hum- humble bundle affiliate links, so you can buy games in Humble Store and help us out. And also, we have a PayPal one-time donation. Link, so, any of those are very helpful to what we do here. And I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear uh, more about Mash's buttons. And with that, we're done for this episode. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. 
If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashLoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at Mash.gg slash Discord. 